Hey everyone, it's Taylor and Brendan from Straight Up Sabres. We're here to talk to you about the Hockey Podcast Network. As you all know, the Hockey Podcast Network is your one-stop shop for all things NHL year-round, featuring podcasts for each team based in their respective local market. Subscribe today. You won't regret it. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Straight Up Sabres. As always, my name's Brendan. And I'm Taylor. And we are joined today for a very cool special episode. A little bit different of a setup today since, uh, you know, there's really not a whole lot going on right now uh, in the NHL world in terms of updates on when the season's going to start back up. Uh, Off-season is pretty much coming to a close and all the major moves have already been made. And so, not a whole lot to report on there, but we are very excited today to have a guest joining us, uh, Mark Hager, who is the founder of the group Put a Knox Statue in Alumni Plaza on Facebook. Uh, it is pretty self-explanatory there, ex- uh, expanding out on Alumni Plaza. So, Mark, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on. Oh, thanks for inviting me, guys. I'm really glad to be here. Absolutely. So, uh, just to start off, why don't you tell us about where this idea originated? Well. Uh... I kind of remember a while back that when Alumni Plaza started out, that uh, that we would be getting a full, for lack of a better description, garden of uh, Sabres greats during the press conference. Um, now it's been quite a while since the uh, since the French Connection statues have been up there, and uh, I don't know. I I kind of just envisioned this whole thing of of seeing a Hashik statue and a Lafontaine with his arms stretched up statue and and uh, but then where it all where it all started was the Knox brothers. They brought the uh, the NHL to Buffalo, and as a kid, uh, the Sabers were my best friends on TV, listening to Ted Darling and uh, and those guys. I mean, I'm 53 years old, but uh, that was that was my escape from every day. You know, it was uh, during especially during those winter months when it was cold and you were stuck inside, anyways. And even when you weren't stuck inside, you still made it a point to go in. So in, in a roundabout way, it's just kind of my way of showing appreciation for the gift that they gave us to give something back. Right. Mark, do you feel that uh, – have you guys gotten any kind of indication from the Sabres that they, they know about this or they know about your group or anything like that? Have you gotten any traction? No, no indication so far. That's why the numbers are big. Um, Right now, we're hovering at about 975 members to the page, which is pretty impressive, all just waiting for updates. And, uh, and you know, I want a, a firm number, you know, uh, a lot larger than the 975, to be honest, to where we can't be ignored, to where we're being heard, you know. And, uh, and maybe it's their design now. Maybe they totally changed their mind and they, they're – they want that area open for, for something that's going to happen, you know, like parties, because I mean, I'm sure you guys remember the mayhem and fantastic times it was in that plaza when we were playoff squad, you know? So I'm hoping for that. Maybe either way, an indication that, Hey, we hear you. Um, that would be nice. So how long have you guys really been going with the group? When did it start? It started, uh, I think I did it at the end of October, actually. Uh, so we're, 
we're only about a month and a half in, middle end of October, we're only about a month and a half in. And there's, like I said, we're hovering at 975. Excellent. So, to me, numbers mean a lot. Uh, the response of, of me just sitting on a couch and going, and think, I, I've thought about doing this for a while, but I was kind of surprised nobody already had, to be quite honest with you. Um, so then I just, one night just said, hey, fire it off and see what happens. And I sent out an invite to the, uh, for the first two people on the page uh, to be Seymour Knox, the fourth, and, um, and Robert Butetta does the Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame. And both of them did respond. And, uh, you know, Seymour, he's a great guy. Um, I mean, I'm lucky enough to call him an acquaintance now. I met him years ago once. And, uh, and he obviously was gracious and thankful and because it's, but he really doesn't want to be involved with something that's a tribute to his family, especially when I'm trying to make it a gift from the fans. Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so do you feel that, uh, with what you're saying there, so does he, does he want to be involved with this or, or was it something that he'd, he'd like to see, but didn't want to necessarily uh, push for? Uh, yeah, I think it's something he wants. He's happy to be a member of the page. And, uh, you know, he's anytime that somebody on the page it says something, he's responded to them, you know, which is, which is neat. I mean, this is hockey royalty in Buffalo. Um, and, uh, and, but I just don't think he wants to be like a day to day. I mean, he doesn't want to pump his own tires to give you a hockey term, you know? Uh, so something me and Brandon have talked about uh, on here before uh, are the as the Knoxes, they're not just uh, the people that brought the Sabres to Buffalo or professional hockey to Buffalo. They were involved with Albright Knox, obviously, still named after them, Knox Farm, the estate, and really the community in general. And does does that kind of uh, community feel or the way they kind of seem to take responsibility or leadership role in so many endeavors, does that play into your desire to, to get the statue at all? Yeah, it does. I mean, I'm one of the few people that aren't going to badmouth the Pagulas. I think that what they've done is fantastic. I know there's a couple other podcasts that, uh, that liberally take pot shots at them. I'm not one of those people, you know, it, it, it's the, the way that they design the team and I've got nothing but props with it. I mean, yes, we've had lean years. There's no doubt, but if it's not obvious now that we're bringing hall stall, I mean, it's, it's not an accident then throw in what they're doing around canal side and, uh, and putting up the hotel. I mean, this is, I'm not going to badmouth these people. Look what they've done, you know, but as far as originating, the Knoxes were the ones who, who brought all kinds of great charity. And yeah, it did weigh heavily in my decision. First and foremost was hockey, but, uh, but yeah, definitely those other things also played into my, uh, my decision process. So, you know, as we're talking about this, obviously, you know, your intentions first and foremost are to get a statue of Seymour Knox. But, um, you know, for me personally, I feel like, you know, you alluded to this earlier a little bit, Mark. If, if you're going to have something called Alumni Plaza, I think that, you know, you can really do a little bit more to enhance the experience of it. And obviously, you know, the French Connection statue is – uh, an attraction, you know, it's beautifully done. It looks great in front of the arena, but also at the same time, I mean, 
why why isn't there a Dominic Hasek statue? You know, like he he's arguably the the most dominant player at his position of all time. He he definitely is, in my opinion. You know, uh, why not like a Pat LaFontaine? Or you know, like to expand it. So I mean, Mark, do you have anybody who you would like to see uh, any like players that you'd like to see uh, enshrined with a statue? Oh, I, I would, but uh, but you know, right now it's it's to me it's all about the Noxes. Um, like I said, if, if they if they have a design of of um, of something bigger for that plaza, celebrations and such, and the playoff watches. If you've got twenty NHL of uh, saber greats, not NHL greats, but if you've got twenty saber greats there, and obviously if you did a Dominic Kashuk statue, he's going to be sprawled in each and every direction. Now you're talking about forty square feet taken up from that area. So, I mean, do I blame them? No, but do I think the Knoxes belong there? Yeah, but the French Connection is Sabre royalty. Um, there's no doubt. Uh, I mean, you, you watch the NHL network and they do the greatest lines of all times and there's the production line. There's, you know, all these, and the French Connection is on there. So um, having that there is a, but there is, something representing every player that ever played a shift or put on the sweater with their name on the post mm-hmm. on the, on the uh, post there. The, and uh, I just haven't seen the Knox's name anywhere. That's all. I mean, it's just a uh, tip of the hat. I mean, I would like to see on one of those, on one of those brick posts, maybe the owner succession. Uh, I mean, I know that, uh, that people feel that Galisano wasn't too hands on, but, he deserves his respect. He saved the team from leaving. Um, the Regases did what they did. It was for a profit for them. But while they were here, they put pieces in place too. They gave it to hockey people, you know. And uh, and I just think that everybody who, not just people who wore a sweater, uh, deserve to be put up somewhere, you know. Definitely. One thing that I think actually needs to to happen. Uh, is a, a massive updating of the walkway like the that's raised up above how they have like the montage of all of the players right. and the most recent player that they have is like Tyler Myers yeah. uh, maybe you know maybe like Jack or Sam Darlene you know not have Tyler Myers be the most present uh, right. represented player I, I mean that, that's the, I, I think it brings about a great point too that you know that the, the entire area over there it's obviously great as it is you know with what we had already mentioned between the the polls with every player's name on it and of course the statue but that's the thing it's kind of the point of your group is that there's still you know we could still do a little bit more and and update things and and, and make cool new additions and attractions to well, the arena yeah i mean but going back to uh going back to like other people uh obviously you'd like to see guys like that uh to me, I mean, we could, I could talk hockey with you guys all day long, um, but uh, I'm sitting here and I'm looking at guys like uh, like McGilney. How long is this guy going to be shunned by the NHL Hall of Fame? Yeah, I mean, we were we had a very angry episode when he got snubbed last year. Yeah, yeah, I rem- I, I, I've actually listened. To you. That's why I came to you guys first. I like your show. Like I said, not under a lot of pressure to to bad talk and uh, do that, but I mean, how could the Hall of- ignore the first Russian captain the points his point totals are there his uh his captaincy being a historical first 
Uh, I mean, it, it, he's just, it, it's, it's, it's a joke. But a personal favorite of mine that I would love to see hanging from the rafters would definitely be Mike Ramsey. There was never a, a more stay-at-home defenseman. Uh, his shot-blocking rival that of Jim Schoenfeld from when I was a kid and probably surpassed it. Um, but he was a heart and soul stay-at-home defenseman. He was an Olympic hero, you know, but love that mm-hmm. guy. But, but again – there's been a lot of chatter, I feel like, with him, too. I think there was an article in The Athletic uh, earlier this year. There was an interview with, with Mike Ramsey, and it was brought up that, you know, people have been pushing for that for, for a while now, um, that he's somebody who should be considered. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's fantastic. But, again, I mean, that would be jumping ahead of anything. And, and the main thing right now is, is what I'd like to accomplish with the, uh, with the Noxes. And – you know what? Uh, for me, it's it's kind of uh, a stage by stage thing. Uh, obviously, it would be the recognition. Uh, secondly, I would like to make it something from the fans who feel as strongly as I do. Obviously, they do because there's over 975 of them that 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 responded um, to get uh, to to like fund it. I mean, if you throw if you throw a buck in, if you throw ten thousand dollars in. You know, and there, there would be people locally. And, and I want it from people. Uh, I don't want uh, a famous restaurant owner to say, ah, here's from blah, blah, blah. No, I want it to be from, from him, his, his money. Uh, you know, I mean, I want these people to say thank you in person, not, not by their business. Now, Terry Pagula, uh, also grew up a Sabres fan, also – uh, in the seventies, like, uh, like you mentioned there with, uh, kind of glory days and the French connection and all that. And obviously I, that's probably why they have their, their statue there. Do you feel someone like him could be pretty sympathetic to this, that not only is he an owner of the team, so he knows what it's like, but also he fell in love with the Sabres while the Knox has owned the team. Um, have you, have you thought about that at all? Oh, I would, I would hope that that would be his sentiments because, uh, like I said, I mean, I don't know how, I, I have no idea how much a statue costs, but I'm, I'm sure it ain't any amount that you and I are going to find in our sofa cushions. No. Um, so, so it's, uh, so it's more along the lines of, uh, of I'd like to see bigger money, but I would like to see the fans with the equal representation. Would Pagula jump on board, Terry jump on board being sympathetic because he's an owner. I couldn't see a better reason why not to. Um, but uh, the fact that he fell in love with the, with the same team that each and every one of us have and has, um, I, I mean, there would be, but again, first off, first and foremost, I would like it to be the common, the common people before we jump into, uh, into trying to get, uh, get people with a bunch of cash and, uh, and current owner. But yeah, I, I would love for him to, to jump on board, obviously. Again, like we said before, who really wouldn't want to see something like that more of an expansion? And especially, you know, as we've talked about, I mean, in recent years, it's not exactly like the team has been uh, performing to the highest level. And so I think any way that you can engage the fans a little bit more and give give people something to be excited about, you know, I, I think that that's something that's that's worth pursuing. Um, you know, is that's what the Sabres always pursue? Well, that's another conversation for a different day. But you know, I, I think this is a, it's an excellent idea, Mark. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm very happy to hear that it, it's come along so quickly in such a, a short amount of time. Um, I mean, do you have any, 
you know, realistic time frame for when you envision like you want to have the group be expanded to X amount of people by X date or anything like that? Um, no, no, uh, I really don't. Uh, I, I haven't put any timelines on anything. It's, it's more of a, you know, slow go. Uh, I can't see stuff like this happening overnight again with the whole, uh, with the whole sofa cushions because money moves everything, you know, and that's why I want people first. And, uh, however long it takes, however long it takes me for, um, for a, a great amount of people to be reached and join in and believe in what, what I believe in, uh, and what, what hundreds of people already currently believe in. Uh, and hopefully you guys too. Uh, I mean, I, uh, I love to, like I said, I could talk, you guys could call me for every, for every, uh, <laughs> that you're doing. I'm jumping in to talk about hockey. This is, uh, I mean, I've played, I've coached, I, hell, I still got my Movember mustache and I hate having a mustache, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, it, for me, it's all about the game and, uh, and, and appreciating the game and it's, it's heritage, it's roots, uh, and locally there it is, the heritage and the roots. And, uh, if it's a slow crawl, I'll stay on my knees and crawl with it. If it turns out to be a sprint, you know what? I'll throw my kicks on and I'll run with the rest of the race. Well said. Well said. Well, thank you so much again for joining us. Everybody, make sure you go check out the page and request to be a group member on Facebook. Once again, it is called Put a Knox Statue in Alumni Plaza. Mark, thank you so much for your time. We're looking forward to hopefully having you on again sometime. Hey, look, I'd, I'd love for you guys to be the first one whenever I get uh, whenever I get a little bit of news and uh, to share it and spread it out here. I would like this to be the, uh, the platform for it because, uh, like I said, it's a uh, I've listened to the other podcasts and this is a more most straightforward one. And it's, uh, it's the most entertaining to me to listen to an informed. Oh, so, uh, thank I, you very much. I, thank I you. enjoyed listening to this, to the uh, Jersey debate last week, <laughs> even though I can't stand the, uh, the butter knives, uh, <laughs> but, uh, I would have liked to see the B with the sword through it on the front with that color scheme. That Yeah. We both actually were talking about that too. Uh, we yep. love that. That's such a great logo. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, again, <laughs> love to be on, feel free to, uh, to bang me up anytime and I'd be happy to. We get you all, we'll get you during the season then for sure. Sounds great. Great. All right. Well, thank you again so much. Once again, everybody, be sure to go check out the Facebook page. Mark, thank you so much for your time. Thanks guys. Have a great one. You too. You too. Take care. All right. Well, very, very cool idea there. Hopefully, you know, we'll be able to see that come to fruition. Yeah, absolutely. Good cause. Absolutely. I, I, uh, it actually really got me thinking a little bit about the plaza too. And maybe I know, obviously, like you said, you can't have too many if you want to have, uh, you know, actual events in that plaza, you can't have a hundred. Put them in the arena. I was thinking about that after he said that, like, why aren't they all throughout the arena? Come on. Like that's a good idea. I, I was thinking at least at the very least, so you could have maybe Hashik and the Knoxes. I would agree. I mean, or somewhere that they have a huge. That's a that they basically own that whole area now. Right. Put put the Hashik one on the other side. Yeah, you can do that in front of the Saber store. Yeah. So, anyways, I have a quiz actually. So the Knoxes uh, have been the longest tenured Sabers owners. Uh, they they own the team for the first twenty seven years of its existence. Okay. Probably. Since then. Uh, Things have uh, turned over a little quicker. Obviously, the Reguses uh, went to federal prison. Uh, Golisano seemed to want to – he 
you know, save the team from moving. And then really, I don't think he had that much of interest in keeping them. So he sold, obviously, the Pagula. So I don't know. Maybe someday Pagula will catch up to that 27 or the Pagula family. Uh, but anyway, looking at uh, when they were sold, the Reguses bought the team, or John Regus, I should say specifically, bought the team uh, after Seymour Knox died in 1997. So looking back at 1997, the year that was, I'm looking at the top scorers from that year. It's an interesting time, Brendan. Wow. Very interesting time. Uh, because this is the beginning of the nobody scores anymore era. I was going to say. <laughs> I call it the nobody scores anymore era. Um, okay. But I was wondering if you could name the top 20 scores of that uh, year. Uh, looking, looking at the uh, the list now, I mean, it, there's a lot of names that you will be familiar with. Yeah, okay. It's not a it's not a, a big mystery. It's uh top twenty. Okay. Top twenty. All well, right. Me, and so can I just start guessing and then eventually you'll give me clues? Yeah, let me get a piece of uh paper so I can write down where you are. All right. Well, nineteen ninety-seven. Uh, I feel good about my chances with this. I, I think, you know, I, I still have the catastrophe quiz of last month i think still plaguing me a little bit so i'm gonna have to really have a good showing today <laughs> honestly i'm looking at this right now and i think you're gonna be fine okay we get to clues but even before clues all right so can i go uh yes i'm just uh just writing on the numbers now the order they're in and i'm gonna cross them out as you go okay quick number so yeah go ahead all right uh joe sackick Joe Sackick. No, but I'm surprised. <laughs> Honestly, I'm shocked. I, I figured Joe Sackick would absolutely. He was right. Peter Forsberg. Peter Forsberg. You're right. He's tied for 11th. With Listen to this, with 86 points. That's what I mean. I think like two years before this, wow. uh, people were leading the league with like, well, I don't want to say who, obviously, but some people had about 160 points, and then all of a sudden it was like, wow, nobody's – only two guys on here have 100 points. Okay. All so, right. Um, how about uh, Eric Lindros? Looking now. No, but I'm guessing this is one of his many concussion years. Ah, okay. Um, all right. Timu Solani. Uh, yes. He had 109 points. He was second in the league. There we go. Um, Yarmir Yager. Yes, he was sixth with 95 points. All right. Uh, Steve Yeiserman. Yes, he was tied for 13th with 85 points. Okay. Um, who else? 90s, 90s, 90s. How about... Is Alexander Mogilny up there? He is not. Mm, that was a shot in the dark. Um, Mario Lemieux, is he, was he there? Number one with 122 points. I want to look right now. How many games do you think he played? I know he, he loved Probably not, not that many. <laughs> yeah, I mean. How about Brett Hall? Is he on the list? Yes, Lemieux played 76 games. That's more than I thought. Oh, okay. Brett Hall, yes. Uh, tied for 17th with 82 points. Okay. Uh, Mike Madano. 
yes, 16th with 83 points. Okay, okay. Um, hmm, let's think here. Is there some, is there, I'm assuming, some pretty obvious names still? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, okay. Um, One you could say is uh, Luke Robitaille. Uh, no. Damn. Probably a little late for him, right? As far as being like one of the top scorers. Yeah, I mean, 20, though, I was thinking maybe. Yeah. Sergey Fedorov? Um, no. Come on, man. Whew. Sheesh. Um, what were you going to say? Were you going to give me a hint? Well, all I said was one was painfully obvious. Wayne Gretzky? Yes. Yes. Duh. He was fourth, tied for fourth with 97 points. Yeah. That, that, okay. Um, who else would have been? Mm-mm-mm. Pavel Bure. Uh no. Come on, what? I know. A couple of these I'm really surprised by. No sack, no beret. Um how about no, that would have been too early for him. Um what are you gonna say? I'm not using that Patrick Eliash, I was gonna say, but I'm assuming that's gotta be too early. That's definitely too early, yeah. Yeah. Um Adam Oates. Again, I'm surprised. No. What? Oh, wait, no, no. Yes, he is. You're right. You're okay, right. I was about to say, come on. He's tied for 17th. Good Lord. All right, how many more do I have to go? So you have number... Oh, Mark Messier. Uh, yeah, what number is he? Yeah, he's 15th. He had 84 points. Okay, so you have numbers 3, 5, 7, 8, 9, 10, 12, 14, and then two that are tied with 17. I have one and I have one and two. I thought you said. Yeah. Oh, those are the ones I have to go still. You, yeah, you have three, five, seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve, and two that are tied for seventeen. Ooh, okay. Um, you have to get still. All right. Okay. Okay. Um, who else back then would have been been going? You want to give me some? Is there any clues you can give me? Yeah, one of your favorite players. Paul Correa? Yeah. Oh, duh. 99 points. Okay, I was worried that that might have been a year too early for him. No, no, no. Or it might have been a year off, him, yeah. Him and Solani are second and third, so this, okay. is a, this is a big time for them. Yeah, all right. Um, is there any defensemen on this list? Well, that's a, that's a good question. I do not think so. I'm looking now. But... All right, that makes sense, because I was thinking, I, so. I couldn't think of anybody. Um. 97, 97, 97. Who was who was going back then? Um, I get this is like unlimited guesses, right? Like I can just yeah. throw some names. Yeah, go ahead. How about like Peter Bondra? No, that's a good guess though. I um, like I like that guess. Okay, okay. Um, who else we got? Man, come on, I gotta have something more than this. Um. How about Trevor Linden? No, that was an interesting guess, though. I don't know. I'm just trying to think of, of guys. Um, you got any clues for me? Yeah. Well, the 
I don't know which number he is, but one of the top five scorers in NHL history is, is on here. Top five in NHL history. Um, yeah. I said Gretzky, Lemieux. Um, who else would be that high up? I said Massier. Um, <laughs> Eastern or Western Conference? What am I? At this point, he's in the Eastern Conference. Uh, country of origin canada who am i missing that yeah he's fifth all time with 1798 points no shit oh my god um who am i who am i blanking on right now like this uh you want to hear a fun fact while you're uh while you're uh, guessing there. Yeah. Seven, seven of the top nine scorers of all time are on are in this top 20. Seven of the top nine of all. So who the. F- okay. And you have. Uh, you have all of them except for this guy. Wow. Is this this obvious? Um, you know what? No, it's not because people don't think of him this way. Who in the hell? He's in the Eastern Conference, you said? Yes. Eastern Conference. Yeah, man. Playing for Pittsburgh. Yeah. Is it Ron Francis? It's Ron Francis. the hell was that sorry i had another tab open that's okay i'm trying to trying to look stuff up all right so yeah ron francis you have wow. him okay cool cool um he was tied for eighth with 90 points for eighth okay you got anything else for hints at all yeah um a let's see here which one do we want to go with well let's go in order how many points they had Owen oh, uh, nolan no, that's a good guess, but no. Uh, one of the uh, best, best players of all time, actually two of the best players of all time for our uh, a bitter rival of ours. Matt Sundin? Yes. That's one of them. Matt Sundin had 94 points. He was seventh. Another Maple Leaf? Who else besides Sundin would be that high up at this point? It is another Maple Leaf we're saying, right? Yeah, same team. Yeah. Um, let's see. I'll oh, give you. He was traded mid-season to New Jersey in '97. Mm-hmm. Traded mid-season to New Jersey. Is this a ho- hockey Hall of Famer? He gotta be. I'm 100 percent sure he is. He also played for the Sabers at one point. To New Jersey. 
doesn't McGillney fit that profile? I already said him. Um, Can McGillney play for Toronto? Yeah. Oh my God! Yeah, it does. It, it's the same stuff. <laughs> like what? Different order though. This guy, he won all his teams. Doug Gilmore. It's Doug Gilmore. Yes. Doug Gilmore. Tied for seventeen. Um. Yeah, Doug Gilmore's tied. How for many 17. do I got left? So you have five, nine, ten, twelve, fourteen, and what? The last seventeenth person. Oh boy! All right. Um. So. Let's start with five here. Uh, well, I don't even know what to say about this guy. I'll just give you this guy's teams. Yeah, go ahead. This is a real boring guy, but he was no, tied. No. He was tied with Gretzky, so he's actually not five. He's tied is, with four. Is it a popular name? But I should I know who this is? You will. He played for Montreal, Philadelphia, and then briefly for Pittsburgh. Montreal and Philly. He was part of the. The Philly team that uh, – well, he's part of a Philly team that lost the Cup and then, you know, after that beat the Sabres in the playoffs. The Sabres beat them in the playoffs. Kind of went back and forth. Three-time 50-goal scorer, and this is one of those times. Oh, man, Taylor. Um, this is a tough one. I don't uh, – anything else you can give me on that? Yeah. I... <laughs> If not, it's okay. Um, I just give you the years. He was on Montreal until the 94-95 season where he was traded to Philadelphia all the way through the 0-3-0-4 lockout, and then he was uh, on Pittsburgh for two years after that. Mark Reckie? No, but you're thinking on the right track. Mark Reckie was on way more teams, but you're on the right track uh, in regard to – who he, he's on the same team as Mark Reckie. John LeClaire. John LeClaire, yeah. <laughs> really nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, by the way, a little, little uh, inside Whoa. podcast here. Uh, our Zoom is uh, hitting us with two minutes remaining. So. Yep. So that's, we will, that's we can, we'll, we'll fix it. Let's get it in under the wire. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll fix it. We'll fix it. Yeah. Uh, how about Brendan Shanahan? Is he on there? You are correct. He was 10th with 88 points. Booyah. He played for um, two teams that year. Interesting. Did I say Dave Anderchuk? Is he up here? No, no Dave no. Anderchuk. Um, you, the highest guy you have left is a guy that's tied with Ron Francis for eight. He played for the Islanders at this point. The Islanders? Yeah, <laughs> yes. He, uh, and he played, he started his career with them. Is Jeremy Roenick on this list, by the way? Uh, I don't know. He's not. Nope. Okay, so how many more do I have to go? You have, let's see, one, two, three. Oh, you only have three left. Three, okay, cool. All right. Go ahead. So, I think I, w- I was just saying, this guy was on the Islanders, which is unusual. <laughs> the 90s Islanders are not good. Who else was he on? All right, so... He started his career in the Islanders, and he played there for about six years, and then he played about five years for the Kings. Is it Zygmunt Palfy? It is. Let's go. I Yeah, yeah. That guy played on a lot of bad teams. Ziggy Palfy, man. Such a shame. Yep. Love him. All right, cool. Two more? Yep, only two to go. All right. Um... So we'll start with this guy is tied for 11th. He played for Phoenix. 
it wouldn't be Shane Doan at this point. Oh, hey. He would only be Shane Doan ever from 11th. He would just be, yeah. Well, no, I don't know. No, he was in the NHL at this point. Oh, was he? Okay. Yeah. Um, For Phoenix. Because Shane Doan played for, uh, uh, what's it called? (laughs) The hell was it? Where did they play? Winnipeg. Yeah, Winnipeg. He played for Winnipeg. For Phoenix, who would have been up there? Uh, Claude Lemieux? No. No. 11th? I don't know. He could have weirdly been up there before. Um, who was the Oh, go ahead. I would say you probably don't think of this. You may or may not think of this guy as a Phoenix guy. But you might think of him. Jeremy more... Roenick? No, no, no Jeremy Roenick on here. You might think of him more as a St. Louis guy. As a St. Louis guy. Huh. It's a forward? Yep. You got any more hints? Is it like Jamie Langenbrunner? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, this man has children. He has children? Yes, and you know his children. Uh, because they play in the NHL. Oh, Keith Kachuk. Yes. Damn it. I was yeah. thinking, I mean, I don't think he's really thought of as a Coyotes guy because he's on Winnipeg. Oh, you're right. I should have known that, though. Yeah. On St. Louis longer than he was on either of those teams. I thought yeah. of him earlier, too. And that's so, and I, I don't know why I didn't say him. He was one of the initial people that I thought because I started thinking about all of the, um, like early, like the late 90s Team USA guys. Is Doug Waite the last one? <laughs> no. Yes, yes. Is it? Yeah, okay, there you go. Oh, hold on, though. Yes and no. Uh, Doug Waite is literally the last one because the last one listed. He's one of the ones tied for 17th. I overlooked you. There's a guy tied for 13th that you didn't get yet. Oh, okay. Uh, do you want any hints? Please. So he played on two teams this year. Uh, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna open up his uh, his team history now. So this particular year, uh, he played for the Montreal Canadiens and St. Louis, another St. Louis guy. Montreal and St. Louis. Who would that be? Now, uh, here's the thing, though. That's that's gonna throw you off. <laughs> he the Montreal part. He only played for Montreal for a year and a half, but he was on St. Louis for a while after this. When did they retire? 2007 with Colorado. It would probably help a lot if I told you where he started his career. Where is that? Buffalo. Whoa. Started his career in Buffalo and then went to St. Louis? No, went to – well, hold on. let Let me read it off. No, he got traded to the Islanders. I know who it is. Pierre Turgeon. That's correct. Son of a bitch. There we go. All right. <laughs> we did it. Cool. Hey, we I'll take it. that. Woo, woo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so interesting year. I think almost all those guys with a possible exception of Ziggy Pelfi are uh, really 
big and important in the the annals of NHL history. Justice for Ziggy Palfy, man. Yeah, I mean, out looking at that, that's kind of bleak. So he played for the Islanders. He, I think he did play for the Islanders when they upset the Penguins. Eh, oh, whatever okay. that was, 93. But after that, the Islanders were awful and didn't make the playoffs again until like 2006, I think, or seven. Whenever we played them, 2007. Oh, yep. And they didn't win a playoff series until 2016. Um, and also, he played for the Kings, and the Kings were awful. But they upset Detroit in the playoffs, which was – Huh. Funny if you remember that. The more you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Interesting. And he also played for the 0506 Penguins, who were bad Crosby's first year. Wasn't he on uh, – wasn't Miro Shatan on that team as well? Or no. He would have been – Ed- When they won the cup, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. He would have been in Ed- or like Edmonton or something by that point. Chetan. Oh, yeah. I think that's where he went after us initially. Um, was he in the Islanders? He I, wasn't he with the Islanders before? Or maybe it was the Islanders actually. Hold on, time out, quick pause. Miro Shatan, where? Where is he now? I know. Isn't he? A, he's a pretty promising executive, if I'm not mistaken. I believe you're um, right. Oh, you know what? No, I got it backwards. He was with Edmonton, and then he came to us, and then he went to the Islanders. Year in Pittsburgh, year in Boston. What year is he in Boston? Uh, 2009, 2010. Good for him. 14 so, points in 38 games, man. That's okay. Not That's not bad. He put up 36 and 65 the, the season before with Pittsburgh when they won. Really? That's, yeah, he put up – wow, that's actually pretty surprising. Yeah, 17 goals. Yeah. So Europe, the Bills won man. today. Pardon me? Bills won today. The Bills did win today, and the Bills – are so close to actually winning the division. It's stupid. Insane. We should be two games ahead. I still am not over DeAndre Hopkins last week. Yes. Or two weeks ago, rather. Yeah. It feels like 100 years ago. I, I'm not okay with it. <laughs> yeah, very upset. Now, for our listeners who are Sabres fans and not Bills fans, the Bills haven't won the division since 1995. Uh, for perspective... There's only four teams in the division. It's not like yeah. winning division at hockey. There's eight of them. There are eight division winners every year. A quarter of the league wins the division. Yep. The Indianapolis Colts have won the division more recently than the Bills. The Colts have not been in the same division as the Bills since 2002. So this is a big deal. And it seems like they could do it. It's It's real. They just have to figure out how to not get rocked in the second half. That's... <laughs> It just seems to keep killing them. They are just so bad in the third quarter. Yeah, yeah. It's I don't even know what to make of it. It's it's kind of hilarious now. Um, but I wanted to put this up on world football that today we had one of the most interesting matchups. Oh, say that, again, say that again. Today had one of the most interesting and weird matchups that I think people look back on in twenty years and be like, "What the hell was that?" Which is the Saints Denver game. Mm, strange um, stuff. Yeah, at first blush, you might think, hey, 31-3 Saints win. No big deal. Saints are much better than Denver. Denver's not very good. Saints have the second, the best record in the NFC. Whatever. But Drew Brees is hurt. He broke every single one of his ribs. <laughs> um, so, they're put, so even though they have a former first overall pick who's, I don't want to say good, but moderately okay at quarterback, they did not use him for the last two weeks. They put in Taysom Hill who 
mostly is a gadget player, but it's more like a receiving running option. He's playing quarterback. He actually quarterback in college, and then they, he was yeah. brought yeah. into the league. Yeah. But he's like 31 years old now. Yeah. So, there. He, anyway, he's 2-0, and he's, so I can't say he's bad or anything, but he's much more of a running option. The Broncos, meanwhile, with Drew Locke, uh, whatever, they're, they're, they hope their future franchise quarterback. Their guy. <laughs> probably not. Yeah, their guy. That's a better way to put it. And him and all the other quarterbacks were exposed to COVID. Not that they tested positive, but they couldn't play. So uh, you've probably seen all – everyone's seen this. Uh, Kendall Hinton, who was a practice squad receiver, played quarterback in college, had to just step up out of nowhere and have to play. Uh, so you had Taysom Hill and this guy in the same game. So the Broncos obviously had to, you know, change their game to make it completely about running. And the Saints already were going to do that. So I was looking today, right before half, this guy had zero complete passes and Taysom Hill had three for three yards. So I was curious what the final stat lines looked like. Taysom Hill, even though the, the Saints scored 31, was 9 of 16 for 78 yards, zero touchdowns, one pick, three sacks. But he ran for 44 yards and two touchdowns, and the Saints ran for 229 yards and four touchdowns. So. Good Lord. And what was Kendall Hinton's stat line? Oh, boy. One of nine for 13 yards, zero touchdowns, two picks, one sack. That's yeah, he only, he only ran twice for seven yards. Uh, so that's weird. <laughs> that's a, a bizarre game, and it was over in a flash because they both ran constantly. Right. But yeah, what an interesting game, right? That's insane. That is that's too crazy. Oh boy, I'm glad the Bills didn't pull a Chargers today. I know. Well, we're very close to or pull a Bills. I should even say. What a, what a wacky, whimsical game that was. Wacky and whimsical. The yeah. Bills. <laughs> yeah, and frustrating. Uh, Quite. Second half. That was a uh, yeah. They at one point had three turnovers in in seven plays. It's like Jesus, who are you? Freaking Rasmus Ristolainen or something. Brunch. Burned. Nice. Uh, but anyway, yeah, it's uh, oh, fascinating to be in the NFL. Just there was a, a fun little trip to NFL land here in our, in our hockey podcast. We like to do that sometimes, yeah. yeah. Well, any last thoughts to share, Taylor? Yeah. Uh, hopefully the next time we talk to you, there will be a little bit more movement on the getting a season together front between the players' union and the owners. That would be nice. We'll see. If only we could be so lucky. Yeah. <laughs> also, Tom Brady lost again today. Bucks are seven and five. That's beautiful. Love to see that. <laughs> Love right. to see it. All right, everybody. Well, hey, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, be sure to check out uh, both of our presenters of the podcast. First off, the Hockey Podcast Network, which will be found on Twitter at HockeyPodNet or online at the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. 31 teams, 31 shows, whatever you are trying to listen to hockey-wise, no matter what team, there is coverage for you on the Hockey Podcast Network. And as well uh, as the Hockey Podcast Network, the show is also presented by Buffalo Fanatics. Uh, As we're talking about now, the Bills are very close to clinching the division for the first time since 1995, and Buffalo Fanatics is the perfect place for you to Get all of your Bills news, updates, shows, whatever Bills content you want, Buffalo Fanatics has it for you. So uh, without further ado, unless we have any last-minute notes, uh, we're going to end our show the way that we always do, which is our random Sabres player of the episode, which we are going to share with you all now in three, 
two, one. Wayne Primo. Oh,